right about now, you're about to be possessed by the voices of Brendan, Finnerty, and Cody Force. Welcome to another week of It's a Wild Life. We've kind of taken a break for a little while, scheduling issues, but we're back better than ever. Oh, thank God. Um, We've got some topics to discuss. Yeah, now. We're, we we're getting a little bit behind. Yeah, well, if you hear that whining, that's just Brayden yelling out random things. He wants to be a part of the podcast, but we can't let him right now. He's a little bit too controversial. I still have to teach him how to keep it toned down. He's got, yeah, he's got way too many hot takes. He gets into it real fast, that's for sure. So, to kick things off, we actually just came back from uh, the Cascades Humane Society. Yes. The nice little visit that we had down there, and we did something pretty cool. Um, we actually went down there, and we're going to release a video on Facebook regarding it a little bit more, but we're going to let our listeners hear, hear a little bit more first. And what we did was we went down there, and we completely paid the adoption fee for a dog that's down there, and Cody actually even paid to have the very first grooming session for that dog taken care of, and you get a free bag of food. Yeah. And the dog that we picked out, we went down there, and uh, I can honestly say it was, a, it was a really cool dog. It was a really neat thing. Yeah, um, if someone doesn't adopt it in the next few weeks, I might have to. I would, yeah. If I were a little bit better set up for another dog, and I might, I might myself. Yeah. So, well, that was cool. Uh, we might even make it. We might make it a thing where we do it. I don't know if we'll do it a monthly thing, but we might do it every few months. Yeah. Because I think that's kind of something that's cool for a lot of people that you know, money's not always easy to come up with for an adoption fee. So. But no, we're excited for it. Um, but yeah, no, we're gonna we're gonna do a follow up on it. Hopefully, well, we're gonna get a call from. Uh, from the director down there. Yeah, when the uh, when the dog gets adopted and kind of do a yeah. follow up with it. So hopefully yep. that so happens we'll within a week or two. We'll touch base to get them the story in a couple of weeks, and but hopefully they find a great home and a loving family. But if not, make it down to the Cascades Humane Society and check out all the sweet doggos down there. Yep, and cats if you want. But dogs they even had a rabbit. Did they? They had a rabbit over in the corner. Yeah. Speaking of rabbits, I know you make your yearly Facebook post, and with Ether just passing. Um, why don't you give your little take on yeah, adoption? Yeah, this, this is probably one of my least favorite times of year because everybody and their brother loves to buy their kids animals for Easter. Which I don't get. I never understood that. Like, why? Well, if you kind of look at it. Animals are tied into the concept of everything that we do in society. And spring is all about, you know, baby things, baby animals, blah, 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 whatnot. And everybody loves to buy their kids chicks and ducks and baby rabbits. And, you know, Christmas is usually puppies and kittens, you know, stuff like that. But this time of year, everybody does it. And in the next two weeks, I'll probably get offered between, and this is not an exaggeration, two to three hundred ducklings, probably close to a hundred rabbits. Chickens usually aren't as bad because people can usually find someone to take chickens because at least they serve a purpose. I mean, mm -hmm. you can get eggs out of them. You get eggs out of ducks, but they stink. So, and I honestly don't care. If people want to own all these animals, 
but you got to realize they're going to live longer than two weeks. You know, I don't know if people go out and buy the stuff for their kids, you know, at four years old and expect them to know that the kids out of nowhere is going to know how to clean a rabbit cage. I mean, they stink. They smell. There's a reason mm-hmm. that normal people keep rabbits outside. And anybody listening to this, if you have an indoor house rabbit, you are a much braver soul than I am. <laughs> I cannot handle the smell of those things inside. Yeah, yeah I, I think, I mean, it's just like, I, I mean, I, I know why it happens, but it's just like anything that people buy. They, they do it on impulse. You it know? literally is. You know, we worked at Best Buy. How many times we see people buy a TV and then return it? Tax time. Oh, my God. And granted, they use it for certain reasons other than that, but there's a lot of people that buy stuff all the time that buyer's remorse. They get it, and then they're like, eh, I shouldn't have bought I this. I call it your eyes are bigger than your stomach. Yeah. But, and then your part, so you, I know you're in those, like, different groups of Facebook where, like, they're buying mm. and selling and, like, flipping animals and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Um, How many, I mean, how many, you, I would assume you probably see a lot of people buy these, like, random like lizards and geckos and snakes and all this yeah yeah and and again i'm an advocate for if the average person wants to own any animal there's there should be nothing that says you can't as long as you know what you're getting into the biggest problem is is that people will buy an animal and then you'll see i bought this lizard two weeks ago how do i take care of it you didn't think to look two weeks before you bought it you know i mean mm-hmm. it's a living thing this isn't you know a rock that you can just throw in an aquarium and hope for the best you know i mean these are things that have evolved through nature over time that have specific eating specific you know care and it's it's mind-blowing yeah, I'm, I'm probably in close to 20 or 25 groups and we see everything go through and I see everything go up from goldfish to giraffes that go for sale. Right. Now, on those groups, because those are, I would imagine they're probably a little bit more educated and, you know, they know the animal industry maybe a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. But do you still see people? And the higher animals you get into, there's a lot of very, very responsible breeders that will have an animal for sale, but then they will sit there and they'll grill potential buyers. Well, have you ever had one of these? You know what you're doing? Well, you know what? I don't really feel comfortable selling this to you. Mm. But then you have people who are out to make a quick buck who will grab an animal, will say, hey, you know what? You you got 500 bucks? I'll sell you this fox. Right. And then you realize that having a fox in your house, and that's the other biggest thing is that fox season's right around the corner. Um and I got a couple of friends who, who listen to this podcast that run sanctuaries, and they're, they're going to get a bunch of adult foxes offered to them this year. People love to buy the little foxes on Facebook, and I'll get tagged all year round, and I'll start reading the comments. Oh, my God, we need this. Oh, my God, it's so cute. Foxes look like puppies, but they act like cats from hell. <laughs> and we already know how you feel about cats. And we know we how know, you feel oh, about I cats. Oh, I like cats. I don't like outdoor cats. What kind of cats are they? Those are... <laughs> Damn it. You almost got me for five dollars. <laughs> I was I'm a little upset you remembered that. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was good. I almost had to throw five dollars into the uh donation jar. Into the donation jar there. Um so I mean I know you were talking about the fox and stuff. Um now because it made me think while we were at the Humane Society, mm-hmm. do you think that's a problem with a lot of these humane societies is they don't because I've been, I've adopted a dog. Yep. And I got questioned and had to fill out uh, like a questionnaire. Yeah. You know, and they kind of interviewed me, but they didn't really. 
Do you think they should have a better interview process, or because they get so many animals, they just they just have to take people's words for it? A lot of the times with things like dogs, you'll see it. If someone's committed enough to wanting to pay to get a dog um, or to get an adult dog like what we went down and saw today, you're paying a $150 adoption fee. You're paying a various amount of money. You're not usually getting a little tiny puppy or a specific breed. Mm-hmm. Um so I think the Humane Society and stuff is doing well. It's the problem that you have people who get dogs and then they're like, well, I'm just going to give it away for free. Right. And that's where your biggest problem is because anybody can go, well, you know, I can, I can afford a free dog. And then they take it, they chain it in the backyard, and an animal withers away and, mm-hmm. and goes. But whereas Humane Society, like I said, it's $150 isn't a lot of money, but it is to some people. It's, it's enough money that you're making a commitment to right. something like that. And with most rescue dogs, it's kind of a thought process because you do have to sit down. You do have to fill out paperwork. They make you meet the dog before you do it. Okay. Um, so it's, it's, it's a little bit more in-depth that we go into than, you know, the Facebook sales and backyard breeders and stuff mm-hmm. and or a pet store. I mean, you can walk into a pet store that sells dogs and... You could be, you know, a uh, yeah, convicted a, felon, and they don't, they don't care as long as you give them the money. I mean, that's well. Let's be, let's make it clear too. We don't have anything against convicted felons. Yes, yes, we don't think it's only if they were like felons. animal abuser convicted. felons. Yes, yeah. I mean, <laughs> not not to to bring up old wounds, you know, but I don't know if there's anything that says that Mike Vick couldn't walk into a pet store and buy a dog if he right. wanted to. I I don't know that. Yeah, I you know I I can tell you that I've seen enough people. You know, I worked at a pet store in college. That if you had money to spend at the pet store, it was okay. You know what? Give me four hundred dollars. This dog is yours, mm-hmm. sight unseen. You're not my problem anymore. Right. Yeah, I was just curious because I mean I wondered kind of how all that works. I've only adopted one dog, but it felt like a pretty simple process yeah. that they you know. Well, they're not going to run you through nine yards. You know, that they're, they're hoping for the best. They're doing everything that they can. You know, they don't want to discourage anybody. They do have the right to refusal um, at a lot of these places. So like, if you come in and you look like you're sketchy or, you know, mm-hmm. when you go to meet the dog, if you act aggressive or something, they have all the rights in the world to tell you that you're not taking this animal off this property. You, like I said, usually when people go down to the Humane Society or something like that, it, it's set in their mind. They've mm-hmm. thought it through. They're like, you know what? We're going to do it. And that was kind of what the process that we had was if we pay for an adoption dog, this is going to go to a family that wants a dog and not we're like, you know, we're just giving away a free puppy that we got off of Craigslist. And mm-hmm. Tell us why you deserve this dog and shit like that. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, it's a great argument, though. I mean, it's like you said. I mean, I don't, I don't care if you have a goldfish or if you have an elephant. You have to know what you're getting into. And I think the biggest problem that we have, and there's a few people that may or may not listen to this podcast, and I'm not going to call you out by name, but I really hope you get this through your brain because there are people out there who buy animals for attention. And I have people like that on my Facebook. Do I know? You're going to see this link. You probably know a couple of them. Because I can call them out for you if you want. Well, we don't want to go do that (laughs) because then they're going to turn around and try and bash me. I'm all about controversy. If we be a little bit more in, if we were a little bit more indirect, they they know who they are. And uh, as soon as that, they'll they'll put that animal up. They'll get four or five hundred likes. They put a picture up two weeks later. If it dips under ten, magically it's up for sale. That's wild. 
And again, you know what? If, if you have an animal and you have to sell it for the well-being of that animal, that's completely different. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if you lost your job and you couldn't take care of something, um, like there's an old story with Sylvester Stallone. He had a dog before he struck it big with Rocky, and he gave his dog up because he couldn't afford to feed it. I mean, that's very admirable. When he when he hit big with Rocky, he ended up getting the dog back. Mm-hmm. The family that he gave it to was nice enough, but when you're buying animals just for the sake of doing it and trying to get attention, and it's just it's bad for the industry, it's bad for the animals, it's bad for people. It's just it's just shitty and bad. Right? Yeah. No, I I 100% agree. I see it all the time. People, you know, just posting those dog, you know, dog posts or like in those for sale sites, you know, free dog or whatever, blah blah blah, and it's kind of annoying. But I guess I mean if. I'd much rather them get rid of the dog if they don't want it or can't afford it. Then see, and I don't have a problem with it, but the mentality needs to be is that you're going to get rid of the dog and you're not going to go buy another one two weeks later. Right. Yep. That's where the biggest underlying issue comes in. Everybody makes mistakes. You know what I mean? Like I remember being in high school, you know, and early in college, I'd get animals and I didn't know what the hell I was doing. You know, I was 19, 20 years old and I was a moron. I could admit to it. (laughs) You know, I had, I had a big ass iguana. And I didn't know how to take care of it, so I ended up giving it away to somebody who had a brain. And uh, this was before social media in the dark ages. So I didn't have it just for the likes. I just wanted a big-ass iguana for some weird reason. Well, because you're weird. That's true. Your beard but is weird. My beard is a little <laughs> bit weird. I need to trim that thing up. You know, I get uh, a haircut, oh, too. Oh, um, I, uh, I asked you about it a couple weeks ago, or a week ago or whatever, and I just I went through a couple of the episodes lately. Have you? It's on Netflix. Um, by Bayer Grills. That's his name, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. I was want to say Giles for some reason. I think that's how it's spelt. <laughs> I don't know. But anyways, never watched any of his shows on. Uh, what was it, Animal Planet? Right. Uh, I think he was on Discovery Channel. Maybe yeah, I yeah. remember correctly. I just remember. I just know he's like this crazy dude that does all this weird stuff. Um. Anyways, you need to check this show out. It's called You vs Wild. Okay. Um. And it's kind of cool. Have you? Did you ever watch that? Um. The movie, uh, the Black Mirror movie, Bank, but I can't remember the name of it right now. But it's basically it's like you know a, it's like the old choose your own adventure yeah, 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 yeah. story. Interactive, but yeah, it's, yeah. It's um, and so what that it's, it's what it is. And so like the first episode is like you got to find this doctor out in the jungle delivering medicine that got like lost or something happened. And each like every I'd probably say like two minutes. You have to choose what to do. Like one of the things is like, um, do you want to go through? Do you want to hack your way through the forest, or do you want to go through the river? And he'll give you like the pros and cons of each one. Like you know, like hacking through the forest. You know, yeah. Um, you know, whatever. And then like like going through the river, or whatever. There's a tons of like a ton of crocodiles and blah 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 and all this. And you have to choose, and each one you know has a different result. And then ultimately, if once you pick a wrong one. It, you basically either get like sick or killed or whatever and have to restart from like where you yeah and it was pretty cool i mean the first one i felt i felt pretty proud of myself because <laughs> i did not lose i did not die did not get sick did not get um what else can happen and i'm like poisoned and all this other stuff but it was really cool i mean it's, it's like to check it out. it's a few episodes yeah i think you would like it because it's it's not like super in depth you know it's but a, it does challenge the way you think things. yeah and you kind of i mean if you know 
animals in a sense too. It can kind of help you out, but there's a lot yeah. of stuff that you know. It's a lot of knowledge in it too. Well, I think I think the biggest question is anybody out there listening to this right now. Have, is there an option eventually in the show where where you get to choose whether or not to eat a tiger penis? I have not come across that yet. I mean that that there okay. was well, Bear there Grylls. Was. If you decide to listen to this, that's that's the option that us out in viewer land want to know is that eventually will you be like eat this tiger penis and have Chinese superpowers? Yeah, yeah. and not be hung over anymore. Exactly. Yeah, uh, you do have to choose between spearing a fish and eating frog sperm, though. Hmm. So that was interesting. That's a new one. Yeah. I mean, my, I'm going to lean towards the fish because I'm really not. I mean. You know what? Yeah, I I'm, I'm literally sitting here trying to think right now what's going to happen if I eat. Sorry, you know, wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not sperm. It's not sperm. <laughs> it's it's uh like their eggs. Like oh, frog eggs. Yeah, but he calls it something different. Spawn. Spawn. That's what it was. Not I've been sperm. Been eating this, between eating frog. <laughs> he just grabs a frog and starts rubbing it off. <laughs> oh my god. I've never felt more powerful. <laughs> oh my god! When you said it, I was like, "That doesn't sound right." <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold hold on a moment. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, but uh, that's. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was pretty cool. I I've only done like three. I thought episodes, maybe you know, Bear Girls. It was like doing the Chinese <laughs> special or something. You know, it's really just porn. It's <laughs> animal porn. <laughs> it has nothing to do with anything but just porn. Oh, man. Whew. But no, I think you would get a kick out of it. I think a lot of people that like, you know, that have kids, too, it would make it's pretty fun that, you know. Yeah, I'm going to have to check choosing. it out. I think I'm going to go home and check that out tonight. Actually. And the cool thing is, like, every interaction that you choose, like, he kind of gives you a little bit of information about why you chose or why, you know, why it was a good choice or something like that. And so it's pretty cool. I mean, I learned a, I learned uh, what a howler monkey is. Oh, yeah. What do you think of those? Uh, I never got to really see it. It shows a little small clip of it, but the fact that you can like hear them roar, howl yeah. from like miles away. Yeah, I think it's like three or four miles. Yeah, I didn't even know monkeys miles. howl. Oh, they're the only ones that do. I'll tell you, it's we we saw some howler monkeys at an indoor rainforest exhibit and howled about broke my eardrums in Dallas. So really? yeah, I yeah. know I know how loud they can be. So I mean, there's like little stuff like that that you learn that you know that I would have never probably ever researched or read about. Yeah, we'll have to check that out then. That sounds pretty interesting. And what's it called again? You vs. Wild. You vs. Wild. Uh, Speaking of that, though, it's kind of a little <laughs> bit off topic, but it's still... You ever see that uh, Naked and Afraid that was on Discovery Channel? Um, No. If you ever get a chance, check that one out. That's another That's show. That's not like the prison one, is it? I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no? I don't think what's so. What's the prison one? Isn't it something afraid or... Scared or I don't know. There was a prison naked. Yeah, you know, isn't I thought it was. I don't. I don't watch. I don't have like cable. So man, um, where they go? Like they take these like badass little kids to the. Oh, I know you're talking about. No, no, no. That's not naked and afraid. No, naked and afraid's one where they take these. They take survivalists, and I mean they they describe these guys. Like they'll get them on, then this guy's like, I did 14 tours in Iraq, you know, and I did all this and this and this, and I, you know. I know how to make fire by just staring at dead leaves. And you're like, these guys are pretty badass. And they strip them down naked, give them a knife. And they're like, all right, you're going to survive in the Peruvian jungle 
for 21 days or in a desert island mm. in the middle of the Pacific. And, like, these like these tough guys are, like, broken down by it. And they're like, all right, it's day 14, and all I've been able to eat is these fire ants that I found. I've lost 17 pounds, and I've had, no, I've had minimal fresh water. And the girl that is here with me is dying of cholera because she drank <laughs> water out of a muddy puddle. And then you got me who's sitting on the couch, and I'm like, damn. I left my Pepsi in the kitchen. I'm probably just going to lay here and die. <laughs> yeah. So it's basically American Ninja Warrior, but in the jungle. Yeah. But you need to check it out, though. It's called Naked and Afraid. And I mean, huh. like, it's it's hardcore. Like, it's the mosquitoes. I can never deal with the mosquitoes. And these people are just torn up six ways from Sunday. Huh. Now to check it out, then. I mean, I'd imagine there's an app I can watch it on. Oh, yeah, I'm sure you can download a lot of YouTube and stuff. We should do that. We should just go out into the woods and make our own survival. When we were at our old house, it was actually a long-standing joke. I said I was going to do Naked and Afraid Woodville Road, and I was just going to break into my neighbor's house. <laughs> <laughs> right, day, day 14, Amber Clement has not been grocery shopping in four days. Oh, shit, she's home. I better hide in the basement <laughs> until I can get out. <laughs> Day 17, went grocery shopping, bought a bunch of gross crap. <laughs> I'm just trying, I mean, I'm not trying to picture it, but it, now it is in my brain, of you just seeing you, like, naked in someone's house. I feel like that would just be terrifying alone. Diving out the window, peering around their couch, trying to watch TV Jeez. with them, <laughs> refusing to go home and just traversing the neighborhood. That's just <laughs> Knocking over trash cans. <laughs> That would just be called naked in a misdemeanor. <laughs> <laughs> we, could do, we could do naked and afraid, Jackson. We get to survive the streets. Yeah, I'm not doing that either. <laughs> I ain't making it long. Oh man. <laughs> um. Anyways, the uh, I know you were just complaining about it before we re- started recording, but I know, and you were posting all those statuses and everything with the whole Dumbo circus thing. Yeah, let's 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 talk about circuses and the fact that everyone the last probably 10 15 years has magically become an expert on not only circus animals but how circus animals are treated. Um we took actually took Braden to the circus last February so he was 5 or 6 months old and I took him and rode an elephant, and I put pictures up on Facebook. Oh, my God. Every, everybody and their brother lost their mind. You're supposed to love animals. How can you advocate for that? Blah, blah, blah. Well, let's, let's look at, first of all, what an elephant is. See, you have an animal that weighs anywhere from eight to 10,000 pounds, so as much as five cars. And people are like, well... They're beaten into submission. You you were at the uh, Humane Society. You've grown up around dogs. You ever been around an abused dog? Like, have you ever seen one? Yeah. How's it act? Very timid and scared. Kind of hides in the corner yeah. away from you, doesn't run up to you, doesn't want anything to do with you. Mm-hmm. If you try and touch an abused dog, what does it do? Well, it's either going to bite you or freak out. Exactly. And run away. Exactly. So imagine having an eight to 10,000 pound abused dog. You're not going to try and go around that. You know, those people are like, oh, my God, they, they beat these animals into submission. It's, it's ridiculous. First of all, 
It costs $100,000 just to buy an elephant. Oh, that's it? That's it. Yeah. So, why don't we just go out and buy two that's of them? You know what? Yeah, you know, we're, we're doing pretty well. Let's go out and buy a couple of them. Yeah. We haven't pissed Peter I mean, off if it was in a up while. To, so. I mean, if it was up to Ashley, you probably would. Between that and the damn giraffe, that's all <laughs> I ever hear about. But, uh, no, people want to sit there, and they're like, well, they do this, and, and they look so sad. And I'm like, I, I literally tell people, I'm like, I want you to show me a picture of what a happy elephant looks like. Magically, they can't do it. They're like, well, you know, they abuse those animals. And here's the other thing I offered. I offered every single person. I said, we live in a day and age where we carry around little computers in our hand that can record everything. I mean, Bob Kraft, who owns the Patriots, got busted, you know, for a prostitution ring two weeks ago. And TMZ paid a million dollars to get the, the video of a 67-year-old man having sex. Don't know why, but you know what? If you if you got that kind of money and gets your into, go for it. Yet no one can produce a, a video in the last twenty years of an American circus abusing their animals. Mm-hmm. But everybody saw it. I I saw it. My phone just happened to be dead. Yeah, that's super weird. Your phone happened to be dead, yet you managed to get in your car and bitch about how evil the circus was, but you couldn't pick up and call someone and say I just saw an elephant being beaten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I haven't ever seen anything. I've seen people talk about it and stuff like that, but I mean, I haven't seen anything, so I can't really cast any judgment. I, I mean, I, and I think a lot of perception is the fact that you know it's not the wild, so they're not. It's not their normal environment. Which, yeah, granted, I'm sure it's not. You know, it's you can't compare what would oh, it be yeah. like out in the wild for them to be here. But at the same time, if they're not treating them bad, yes, they may have to adapt. You know, most of these animals are probably growing up in circuses, so they don't even know what the wild's like. Exactly. But, you know, the other thing is, as long as they're not, if they're taking care of it and it's healthy and everything. Yeah, and to be a circus, I mean, you are under strict regulations. The USDA can show up. If, if you called and filed a complaint with the USDA and say, I saw an elephant being abused, they will show up and check to see mm-hmm. it. And it's like I said, I mean, elephant trainers will literally tell you, this, this is an extremely intelligent animal. They know they are bigger than us. Mm-hmm. If they want to kill us, I don't care if you have a baseball bat. They're going to take that baseball bat from you and shove it up your ass. There's going to be no, well, hey, you know what? You didn't mean to hit me that hard. It's like, all right, you know what? I'm I'm done. You know what I mean? And then they say the same thing with the lions and tigers. You know, oh, they have a whip. Mm. If I walk into your house and whip you, what are you going to do? Are you going to go and cower in a corner? No, you're going to come and try to kick my ass. Mm-hmm. I'm not an 800-pound big cat. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a little... I don't think they, like... I don't think that part's, like, aggressive or anything like that, but I do think it's a little... You're asking a lot from wild... Those type of wild animals, like the tigers and lions mm-hmm. and stuff, to do those tricks. Well, well the thing is, is it's, it's no different than teaching your dog sit, lay down, roll over, any of that, because what it is is positive reinforcement. And we do the same thing with all of our animals. Yeah. You know what I mean? I have... We've got a porcupine that'll follow. You, you can snap your fingers; they'll come running up to you and take a treat out of your hand. Oh yeah, no, I don't think I don't. I don't mean like that. I mean like I think it's a little risky with some of the things that they do with those animals. It's getting a lot better. Um, back in the day, you used to see a lot more of them doing crazy stuff. Like you used to see tigers riding horses and stuff, mm-hmm. and putting animals in a lot more precarious situations. You don't see that as much anymore. A lot of it now is stuff that you see as natural behaviors. 
Elephants in the wild will sit back on their front legs, lift their trunks up, grab branches out of the trees. They will stand on one leg. I mean, there's, there's no harm in it. Right. I think my favorite argument against circuses, though, is people who sit there and they're like, elephants' backs aren't designed to hold people. And it's, again, this always happens on Facebook. And 90% of the people that are doing this have a picture of them riding a horse. <laughs> yeah. So then I'll sit there and I'll do the math and I'll say, okay, you know what? You're a smaller girl. I'm trying not to offend you. You maybe maybe weigh 100 to 125 pounds. Before I get deep into this, I horseback ride. My fat ass rides horses. I try to find a horse big enough that I won't kill the horse, but my <laughs> fat ass does get on a horse. So if say your girl is 120 125 pounds, and you're riding a horse that's you know 800 pounds, mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a decent sized horse. So 750 800 pounds, that's what 15 percent. Of the horse's weight's 125? I'm not sure. Sure, we'll go with that. that. Okay. So then you then they're like, well, you know what? The, the elephant's not designed to do that. Well, the elephant weighs 10,000 pounds. And if we put 300 pounds of human being on there, because it's mostly little kids, mm-hmm. I doubt going to do it. And then we're going to take it a step further. I think my favorite defense in all of this is people are like, well, they, they aren't designed to do it. Do you know what a bull elephant weighs, a big male? About 12,500 pounds. Holy crap. Do you know how they have sex? They climb on the female's back. So is hmm. she not designed to do that? Yeah. Are, are female elephants just out collapsing across the savanna every time that they're, you know, forced to do this? Yeah, and I mean, that's the thing, too, is, like, I don't think people realize that... Um like back in, who I can't even remember. I don't even know the years, but back with like the Romans and the, um, Greeks and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. and the, elephants were war machines. Yeah, I mean they were they literally were, designed to carry ten, twelve soldiers at a time. Don't get me wrong, and I cannot speak that we didn't abuse those animals back then mm-hmm. because we kind of saw animals as more of a means to an end. I mean, we were sending them to fight wars and do things like that. But you're right, you know this. The Spartans, the Greeks, the Persians, the Romans, Hannibal. Hannibal tried to uh, march elephants through some mountain range to overtake Italy. Mm-hmm. I'm not a history major. I couldn't tell you. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, elephants for thousands of years have been essentially giant pack horses. Well. And, I mean, it's. Yeah, I, I had never heard that, that elephants weren't made to withstand, like, weight. Oh, on that's, their that's back. one of the biggest, stupidest arguments. Their, their backs aren't designed for people to show me a, like a because they have their backs maybe curve a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I've talked to countless people who, you know, who take care of these elephants, who love elephants. And like I said, I mean, if you have a $100,000 elephant, it's like driving a Ferrari. You're not driving it on Michigan roads covered in potholes. You're taking care of it. $100,000, it's not a 10-cent goldfish from the pet mm-hmm. store that where if it dies, you can just go out and buy another one. And in today's day and age of scrutiny, I mean, it's you're, you're under a constellator or a microscope. You're not going to risk that. Right. Plus, like I said, if that animal gets pissed at you, it will kill you. Mm-hmm. There is no wiggle room. Right. I yeah. mean, and I, I tell people, you know, if those animals were abused, I never would have risked putting my kid on an animal's back. You know, I'll, and I'll take him out to horse farms and stuff, and I'll see horses that are sketchy, and I'm like, don't, don't go near that. You know, we'll go to the fair, and there's, you know, Signs on the fair barn doors that says, I will bite. Well, I'm not going to stick my hand in with a horse that says, I'll right. bite. 
I'm not going to risk it. It's right. just stupid. People don't seem to get that. But like I said, I mean, if anybody can actually do that other than showing me articles written by PETA and a bunch of horse shit that animals are actually abused in circuses, the final thought on it is everybody's like, oh, they're, they're so much better off in the wild. I can show you a picture of an elephant that had its face shot off for its tusks. Mm-hmm. Or an elephant that is starving to death because we've built cities right in their migration patterns. You're going to tell me that that elephant in the circus that's fed, vetted, and cared for every day is really worse off? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. You know, I don't, I mean, I see it all the time now. Like, the more that we've gotten on here, that like, obviously, the more knowledgeable I've gotten about things, but the more I've, I see people, you know, talking about things like that, with no real solution besides they should just be in the wild. And it's like, do you not know what goes on? Yep, yep. And I'll ask him for a detailed map. I'll even say, can you show me a detailed map? But make sure you hide it from the poachers because... And they'll, and nobody, and they'll just go dead. So yeah. And nobody can seem to give me a valid answer as to what to do. So it's like... Not to mention, I mean, the whole point, in a sense of it, is to get the experience of seeing these animals that you would never normally see. Exactly. It's an educational thing. Um... Ringling Brothers had the most... Ringling Brothers, who was uh, Barnum and Bailey's, the, you know, the, the big yeah, famous yeah. circus everybody knew, has the most successful elephant breeding program in the entire world. You know what oh. depressed animals don't do? Breed. You know what depressed people don't do? Breed. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a correlation. <laughs> You're not like, God, I am so sad today. I think I'm just going to go and have sex and make more elephants. What? <laughs> I was speaking from an elephant oh, standpoint, okay. not a personal okay. standpoint. Like, I mean, don't well, you know, I mean, I'm not, you know, I mean, not going to judge you what you're into or anything, <laughs> but I mean, I know why. I, I see now why elephants you know, hold such a close point, place though. to I you. Mean, a, a depressed animal will not breed. I mean, that is common fact of knowledge. I mm-hmm. mean, you look at any animal. You know, I mean, if you're depressed, you're not trying to do, do this stuff. Right. It's just. Like I said, show me the, show me the abuse. Maybe well, for a different topic. Yeah. Well, we're getting close to that point. Um, you had some stuff going on over the last couple of weeks, like that pony. We did the fairy festival. Fairy festival. There. Yes, it is. we are gearing up for a very very busy summer. Um, come June time, we should be debuting some awesome new exhibits. We're gonna be doing quite a bit of stuff all over the state. We're gonna be as far north as Alpena, as far west as Grand Rapids. We'll be doing quite a bit in Jackson, including the Michigan Center Carp Carnival, hopefully the Hot Air Jubilee, which sounds like it's getting some positive traction behind it. Um, so we're doing quite a bit of stuff, so stay tuned. We've got a lot of exciting animals we're going to be debuting in the next couple of weeks, and you'll get to hear about it exclusively here first on the podcast. Exclusively. That's your hot take. Yeah. <laughs> so, but... Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't do anything with my life, so I ain't got nothing important. Well, you going go on there. your cruise in two weeks? Yeah, yeah, that'll be. I'm Is still debating. Going, a, I'm gonna have you take some pictures down there because I'm sure if you look around, you're probably gonna see some really cool stuff. Yeah, I'm, those I'm trying to get. I'm going to pull a bear grills and get as close to animals as I possibly can. That'd be awesome. Just don't get bit by anything. Well, no, that's okay. If I get bit, I'm gonna record it. Uh-huh. I'm gonna be like that lady that got attacked by the jaguar. Oh, he's gonna get the selfie. Yeah. I'm getting I'm getting a selfie with every type. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna find a random tiger. I'm just gonna just walk don't up try to and it. eat its penis. Yeah. <laughs> but so all right, well that wraps this episode up. 
I'm Cody. He's Brennan. It's a wild life. Talk to you soon.